Date Bit Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy Jackson. And I'm Kaylee Jackson. And she's the other host. Um, We're coming to you live. Not really live, but we're coming to you live from quarantine. How's your sanity? Uh, it comes and goes. Yeah, same. Same. Um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out. This is the first podcast we record. We recorded like a bunch of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. So we actually have good equipment now. So it should sound better, hopefully. Yeah. And it should um, be a little more coherent, I think. I think we kind of got a feel for how to do it a little bit more. So We'll get there. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I wanted to give a shout out real quick to um, Landon Bumgarner, who edits this podcast. He's our producer. Um, a shout out to Jake Keel, who uh, did our logo, our awesome logo. It's amazing. And then to Santiago Ramones, who did... Um, Brother, that theme song. Who did our theme song, which is just so cool. It's incredible. I texted him, and I just said, hey, man, would you be, like, interested in working on this? Uh, and he was like, yeah, for sure. And then, he <laughs> like, not too long after that, did he text me back and say, um, obviously, it's got to be something 8-bit. And I was thinking about using Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet theme, and I was like... Yeah, dude, just go. Just <laughs> literally whatever literally you want to do. Go for it. Yeah. Like it's gonna be awesome, no matter what and you it do. F- like far exceeded my expectations. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was gonna be good, but like it's perfect. It's incredible. I I love it. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to them, because uh, those those guys came in clutch for us. Um, yeah, they did. A little bit of podcast news. We when we started this, I want to be I want to be honest. Kaylee was a little scared to do a podcast. It's true. I'm not ashamed of that. And um, we were. Th- she was thinking well, maybe we'll just do it like every other week. That way, there's no pressure or anything like that. Um, then we record. Then we recorded some episodes, and she was like, "Oh, I love this. We should do this every week." So, <laughs> podcast is now going to come out every single week. Yeah. Don't know what day um, yet, but obviously, if you subscribe on your podcast uh, service of choice, then the new episodes will be added to your uh, list of podcasts to listen to. So that'll be cool. Um, we had a pretty fun week. We obviously played some video games. And um, also, one of our other loves in, in life is um, wrestling. And obviously, WrestleMania was this last weekend. You know what? I don't know if it's really the quarantine setting in. But you said we had a really good week, and then I tried to think of the last week, and I couldn't. At all? Not at all. It just disappeared for you? Like, my mind just, I don't know, it just, like, <laughs> went blank. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hopefully you'll have some good thoughts here. I um, mean, yeah. Of course, we watched WrestleMania. That's what you were getting to. I was getting Sorry, to. Sorry, I wa- bursted your bubble. No, it's okay. Um, you can burst my bubble anytime. Okay. Uh, and so yeah, we 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 watched WrestleMania. Um, obviously, there's no crowd there. It was kind of weird. It got, was weird. Got to be honest, I haven't been keeping up with a whole lot of re- like weekly wrestling. Um, I don't think either of us have. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know a lot of the feuds going into this, but there were some decent matches, but. Charlotte and Rhea. Char- Charlotte and Rhea. That, that was, was one match. of my favorite matches. I gotta be honest though, I gotta give a hand to my boy, The Undertaker. Well, of and course. AJ Styles, that Boneyard Alan. match. Alan Jones. Uh, that was a. F- that was fun. Dare I say, phenomenal match. Uh, yes. Dare I say, phenomenal. Also, I love the Fiend. So Fiend and uh, John Cena and that Firefly yeah. Funhouse match. If you could call it a match. I mean, right, it was just like somatic, somatic, cinematic. Cinema, yeah. I mean, I had a friend. I think we, I am on another. Po- I'm on a wrestling podcast, um, and one of the guys on there said, um, basically, it was like if you could even call it a match. It's true. Um, but yeah. I, I loved every second of oh, it. It, it was, was really amazing. cool. It was one of those things where, like, yeah, I was excited to watch WrestleMania, um, but also like. How is this going to be 
anything close to enjoyable since there won't be a crowd. Um, how are they going to recover from this? Um, you know, WrestleMania is supposed to be the biggest wrestling event of the year. Oh, yeah, by and far. At least for WWE. I mean, it's like, it's huge. They were even talking about canceling it. So, like, yeah. you know, I definitely was questioning how are they going to make this um, enjoyable for the fans. Yeah. But I mean, they did a very good job. I think the best, that, I think they did the best they could do. I, I, I missed the big spectacle, but hopefully the next big pay per view. The next big pay per view is SummerSlam, and hopefully that's a big. It's gonna be they're gonna do it up real big and yeah. Um, I, f- I just like I felt bad for like Drew McIntyre. He didn't get his like big celebration in but front of the crowd. Yeah. yeah. But this is not a wrestling podcast. This yes. is a video game podcast. So we didn't play as many video games because we did watch WrestleMania. Right. I would say, but we have played quite a few. So I have a list here, Kaylee. You don't know what's on this list. All that's on this list. I just know that you are a list guy, so I can only imagine what I is on your list. I do love lists. <laughs> um, I think first of all, I want to talk a little bit about give a little because our last episode was a Borderlands episode. Mm-hmm. Little Borderlands update. We're still playing it. Still on the third DLC. <laughs> and I gotta be honest, I just don't love it. I don't either. It's we talked about it. It's definitely a drive like a car or vehicle driven yeah. um DLC. It's F- first of all, I got to say we got to stop talking about this stuff in person so we can actually have stuff to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's like We super are locked in our apartment I know. together. I, we don't have anyone else to talk all to. All day every day. So <laughs> we yeah, it's more of a it's more of a vehicle based um, DLC, which is cool, and there's like some cool, like I like the monster vehicle that has like the the homing rockets. That's can really we talk cool. about those freaking drifter? Okay, there's like these giant daddy long legs that spit acid. At they you. jump also. They also jump on you. And like when he says giant, though, like compared to our characters as humans, they're probably like, like six times bigger yeah, than us. Like so, if it was like you know. If we were six feet tall, what's six times six? I don't know it. Six times six is oh, this 36? Is, is it? They're 36 feet tall. <laughs> that sounds really lame now. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound as... Okay, They're those massive. things are huge. <laughs> They're huge little... No, they are huge, huge creepy... Daddy long leg yes, type Yes, metal... Yeah, no, nah, I can't do it. But I will say that I do like... Some of the um, interactions with characters that you have. I like General Knox, who that's who the DLC is named after. It's called General Knox's Secret Armory. Um, I like him. I think he's cool. Uh, he's like the he's like in the company in which the main villain worked in. He is her boss. If that makes any sense at all. Yeah, you definitely follow the story more than I do. Well, that's, that's so my thing. So I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah. So that's like the 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 boss. It's like the boss's boss. Okay. So I it's like a direct sequel to the main storyline, which I like, because um, that first DLC was which we love was you know the standalone thing, but um, yeah, I I think it's really fun. I think it's. It's fun. Uh, it it's, just it's, it's fun, but I don't love it. Right. It just it gets that, that a makes l- no sense. I'm it just gets a little myself. exhausting after a while. Well, because you it's like the point that we got was like you hop in a car, drive to a location, have to sprint through all the enemies that we've already beaten. Yeah, at least so three times. It definitely feels like something that you're supposed to sit down and play through straight through, but that's just we don't have that schedule usually. Right. Um. You know, because we got our stuff going on, we got a life. Uh, so, I will say again, this DLC, just like the first one, there's no fast travel in it. You always spawn at the beginning point of the DLC, and I, I, I don't, I think that's poor design. Yeah. Um. But, you know, hey, I read a lot of reviews. A lot of people love this one. So yeah. Who, who am I? Who am We're I? not done yet. So yeah, I, the, the could s- get really great. The story is fun. Yeah, I think is what I was trying to say. Is like the story is fun and execution. I'll also say we're way over leveled for it. So that, that might be it. I I forgot about that. Um, um. Yeah. It's like 
three co- three shots kills kills an anyone. Enemy, yeah, so. but it's fun. Um, it's a fun story, and um, I th- I'm hoping the vehicles can play a bigger part in it, like as it goes on. Yeah, because right now it just feels like we got new vehicles, and it's kind of like drive on these roads that are mainly empty. But it's kind of like there's some there's highways which. It's fun because, like, there's little street signs that have funny things on them. And yeah, it's, like, one of those things that you wouldn't catch it unless you were looking, which I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there are some cool elements to it still. but It's I'm still Borderlands. We yeah. love Borderlands. I'm ready to get to the next one. Yeah. We got we to gotta power through that. I yeah. just want to give a little update on that um, since our whole last episode was um, about Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, so the way we've changed the way this podcast, like I said earlier, we changed the way the podcast works where it's going to come out every week, but we were going to do a thing where it was like, okay, this week we're going to talk about this game and this week we're going to talk about the next game. But I think what we're going to do is we're just going to talk. Yeah. And we're just going to talk about the games we're playing and like whatever comes up from that. Right. Um, so if I said something in a previous episode where it was like week three of the month is going to be about ball, just forget just, all yeah. about that. Anyways, um, I <laughs> wanted to talk <laughs> about, this one's for you, Stuart, Assassin's Creed. Yes. It's a series we're playing through. It's a series that neither of us have really played. I have a little bit of history with it where I played a little bit of the first game and like a little bit of may- maybe the second one in Brotherhood or something like that. Like, yeah. But like... This was a long time ago when they first came out. Yeah. Like, I don't really know any of the story or anything like that. But you haven't really... Right. Um, I remember when we tried to start playing this together, I'm going to say it was at least six months ago. Yeah. You showed me the trailer to the first one. And I was like, okay, I'd be willing to try this. Yeah. And then I think we got about five to ten minutes in, and I was like, I can't do it. Because, um, basically, <laughs> if it wasn't Kawhi, I didn't want anything to do with it. Oh, do you like Kawhi things? <laughs> so, um, it was really hard for me to get into it that first time, just because yeah. I was set in my ways with what I wanted to play. Um, so I'm honestly kind of surprised and I don't know where it came from that I think I brought it up to you. I was like, let's play Assassin's Creed. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was like, let's just do this. It's a series that I've always been in. I've had friends who have been into it, um, in the past and been, you know, you know, followed the story and, and that type of thing. But, um, definitely something that I never got into myself mm-hmm. um and so it's cool to be able to get into it with you especially because there's like 400 games in the series <laughs> so right. so we have played the first and the second one mm-hmm. beaten both let me just interject please jimmy love you jimmy likes to go all in with everything that he does so Whenever I mentioned that I was interested in playing Assassin's Creed together, I think we don't it, have to talk about it this. was two days later. He was like, I found an entire list of everything Assassin's Creed that's ever been released. We're going to have to watch some of them probably on YouTube just to keep up with the storyline. But I mean, that we have some of the portable uh, consoles that we could play it on. We just have to pass it back and forth and it would be really awkward. And I don't know, maybe we should just watch it on you. And I was like, hey, hey. Let's just start with the first game and then we can go from there. See... <laughs> In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, I'm what you call a completionist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. It's just the way you are. It's just the way I am. I when I invest in something, I want to invest all the way. If I'm like, hey, let's watch a, you know, let's, if someone's like, let's watch a movie, and it's like the second in a series, I'm like, I can't, can't watch that. So I have to watch it, the first one. Right. So I very much so was like. Well, if you got, I did this, we don't have to get into it, but I did this recently with Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> which is just a nightmare. <laughs> that, okay, all I got to say is that's a series we got to play together at some point. 
Okay. So but, let's backtrack a little bit more and then we'll get back on track with Assassin's Creed. I love Disney. And when I found out there was a Disney, basically a Disney anime video game combined, I was like, all right, like, when can I start? And we, uh, did we have to go buy it or did we have it already? Yeah, the first we, one? we bought it. Uh, we went to Vintage Stock okay. and bought it. So I played the first two. What? I had played the first two, oh, or at okay. least a little bit of some. I had a friend in high school who was way into it. Right. So, so I got up to <laughs> Ursula. In the first game. In the first game. So, um, I mean, I had definitely had my moments of like getting frustrated up to that point. You could say Kaylee has <laughs> some... There's some times when she's playing a video game, and it's not going her way. I rage quit. I rage, I'm a rage gets, quitter. That she gets upset. Don't you don't have to admit that. Baby. <laughs> I'm a rage quitter. Uh, I've gotten better about it, and I don't think I've done it in a long time. You have But I'm, Ursula I'm on Kingdom Hearts, mini a rage quit, and it's just a hard boss. That's just I a just, hard. hard I can't one. go back to it. I can't. At least not right now. I have. I still have such a bad taste in my mouth. Well, like. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back to that for Listen, a while. Listen, as a story person, the story in the Kingdom Hearts games really interests me. The story, yeah, it's amazing. It's so convoluted in anime, it's ridiculous. Right. All of that to be said, we don't have also, to Also, Simple and Clean. That song... Okay, Simple and Clean is the best We could song. do an entire podcast episode over that song. If, we, you, if you haven't heard the song Simple and Clean, please go to YouTube, Spotify... Apple Music, whatever your preferred music listening place is, and type in Simple and Clean. I can't pronounce the singer's name. You'll know it when you see it. It's obviously a Japanese song because it's Kingdom Hearts theme, it one will. theme song. It is phenomenal, but we don't have to talk about Kingdom Hearts right now. <laughs> we can get into that later. Um Basically, what I was saying, though, is I did this list with, with Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Um, and I did the same a similar list with uh, Assassin's Creed of, like, all the side games and everything. Side games aren't that interesting for Assassin's Creed. In Kingdom Hearts, they're, like, integral to the plot. So I was in that mindset. Um, the other, the Assassin's Creed, like, side games are fine at most. Um, but... I just was curious until what all the games came out. I'm a completionist. I I like there's part of me that's like I need to know I what need, all I need is. to know what what all there is. Yeah. Because Oh, excuse me. Jimmy's allergies allergies have been acting a fool. Yeah. He had to get on an inhaler actually yeah, it recently. Yeah, re- it was actually really so. bad. So um but Yeah, um I had to know, like, I, if I'm into, like, if I like Assassin's Creed, I gotta know what there is. It's Assassin's Creed. I like, know. we gotta watch the movie, even though I've heard it's awful. And I can't wait. Anyways, we sat down and we played the first game. We moved the Xbox to the bedroom and played it before bed. Like, just, you know, as we were falling asleep or whatever, we'd play, like, half an hour a night yeah. or something like that. Um, um <laughs> Literally, as we were falling asleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> because as Kaylee was falling asleep. <laughs> I, you know, there's always the, the one person in the relationship that falls asleep five minutes into whatever it is that you're watching. It's me. I'm yes. not even going to act like it's not me. <laughs> and so I told Jimmy, yeah, let's, I, I just want to, I want to give it a try. I want to try out Assassin's Creed. He was, bless his heart, so excited. We're going to stay up all night. We're going to play this game. Are you down for that? Yeah, I'm down for that. I promise. I'll stay up and I'll play it with you. Yeah, the phrase, I believe, was, we're going to stay up late. Uh-huh. And I was very excited because late, I usually go to bed like 11 or 12, like midnight. Mm-hmm. And that's typical for me. It's probably not the best sleep schedule, but that's generally when I go to bed. And so late to me, I'm thinking we're staying up until 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning because sometimes I get I get in those things where I'm like, I can't go to sleep. I guess I'm staying up. Like Yeah. And, and – I was like, we're going to stay up until 3 o'clock and we're going to play this game. It's going to be awesome. And we turned it on. And after the intro cutscene, <laughs> Kaylee's like, ah, yeah, I'm pretty tired. What that meant was that she'd already been asleep. 
<laughs> she was already asleep. I was trying so hard to stay awake. And, 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 like, I, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So we did have to cut it short that first night. I feel like I kind of let you down, no, but no, no. you were very understanding. Of course. Um, uh, but the next time we got to come back to it, you filled me in on what I had missed while I yeah. was dozing off. And um, we just took off. And I just remember being like, there's something about the way this game looks that fascinates me. Yeah. So if anything, right off the bat, it was just the way, just the stylization of the game, you know, had me hooked. I mean, totally. It's 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 definitely... Um, this is the first Assassin's Creed, and it's definitely got a look to it. It's set in the you know the Middle Ages, the Middle Ages. Is that what they're <laughs> called? Oh my gosh, did I just lose my mind? <laughs> the Middle Ages. Oh no. Okay. It's what are the Middle Ages? I don't know. We don't. <laughs> okay. Scratch that. Everybody, run away. No, I'm just kidding. I'm typing in Middle Ages on Google and seeing what pops up. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they are the Middle Ages. Okay. Yeah, um, from 1100 to 1453. Okay. So I was right. Cool. I didn't just make up the Middle Ages. Oh, maybe even it's 476 to 1453. I have no idea. All right. How that... Anyways, it's set in like the 1100s, right? What, and during the... During the Crusades. Yeah. Um, I think the Third Crusade specifically. I'm not sure on that. But uh, did you know, so like when this game was announced, um, I'm sure you didn't even. I didn't even know what this game was. You weren't aware. <laughs> but when this game was announced, I don't think a lot of people knew about the the Desmond stuff, the future stuff, or the present day stuff. Um, it was sort of just hyped as a, you're going to be an assassin and, and roam the, the streets of, you know, Jerusalem or mm-hmm. Damascus. Um and but there's this whole other element where you're actually <laughs> our dog is snoring our dog right is now. just straight up <laughs> snoring on the couch. He doesn't even care about us. Um, there's this whole other element where you are playing a modern day person who has been taken basically hostage by this company, yeah. Stergo. Um, and so did you know anything about? Absolutely not. Into, you, you just no. had no idea. So no. it wasn't even like a surprise. Yeah, that might have been what overwhelmed me whenever we tried to start this back Because you were just like, then. what in the heck is going on? Right. A lot of people didn't know that, like, going into it. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, once people started playing it, that, that spoiler got out pretty quick. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you there, there's this, like, basically this modern-day company, Abstergo, takes Desmond hostage and makes him play. Like, the whole idea is that the... Um, the memory of your ancestors is stored within your DNA. Yeah. And they made this machine that makes it to where you can relive the, the memory of your ancestors. So you go back in time to the 1100s and you um, play as a guy named Altair. Yeah. Who is part of the Assassin's Guild mm-hmm. in, like, I guess Israel, right? The, the Middle yeah. East. Um. And the, the three towns you go to are Acre or Acre, Acre or however you pronounce it, um, Damascus Acre. and Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, as someone who, you know, I will say, like, as someone who's read a lot of the Bible or parts of the Bible, it was so cool to be able to step foot into Jerusalem and right. into Damascus. Yeah. Um, and kind of walk around those spaces because you read all these stories yeah. about you know, those towns. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember when you were, well, for one, when you told me it looks like Desmond is a descendant of Altair, I was like, like, that was like a you're, flip switch for me. I was like, like oh, that's cool. cool. I want to know more about that. Yeah. Um, Second thing was when we started getting into it, and I remember you said it looks like that we're, we're in, we could be in Jerusalem or, or yeah. around, somewhere around there. Um, I got really excited. Same reason, like, yeah, I've read a lot of the Bible too, and okay, I'm about to play a video game where all this stuff takes place. Let's do it. Yeah, obviously, much later in the game, it's like the 1100s, so like a thousand years after you know Jesus walked around, but mm-hmm. 
um, it's still really cool. I mean, yeah. it's like so cool to to walk through those towns. The road to Damascus. The, take the road to Damascus. Um, but it was so cool how true to life those cities were. Yeah. And the care they put into them. Um, I don't know which Assassin's Creed game it is, but we even learned that uh, after uh, no- Notre Dame burned to the ground, they use the scans that Ubisoft did for whatever game takes place with that in it and um, use that to help rebuild it. Yeah. Which is which just is amazing. unreal. I mean, they just go above and beyond to recreate these cities. Um, but yeah, so you put your Desmond, you play as a descendant Altair, and and the whole idea is is that you have um, you basically shamed the Assassins Guild, the Assassin. You broke the Assassins Creed. That's the whole name. We screwed up. Yeah, we done messed up. Yeah, and um, the leader of the Assassins Guild, he is a guy named Al Mualim. And he is like, okay, I'm going to give you a list of nine people. If you can go assassinate these nine people, um, you can come back and, you, you know, you'll, you'll be restored to your former glory, glory basically. Yeah. Um, and so that's the main gameplay right. loop is you go to a different part of, a, of one of these cities. There's, there's um, in each one of those three cities, there's a rich district, there's a poor district, and there's a middle district. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you play... In each one of those districts, you obviously, like, I'm sure a lot of people know, there's a, this is really big in open world games. You go to the towers, the calm towers, right? The viewpoints. Right. And that reve- that's how you access. That's how you reveal the map. Yeah. And then there's all this side stuff to do. You can save citizens. Right. And then you have to do these different investigations in mm-hmm. that place um, in order to be able to go back to <coughs> the assassins, get, like, place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the house that they're like inhabiting, I guess. Yeah. Um, tell them, Hey, this is what I learned. I learned that, you know, the merchant King, you know, on Thursdays takes this path through the market. And then that gives you the ability to go and then assassinate him, which is your whole, you know, thing that you're supposed to do. I, um, just have to say that I, I literally didn't know. You didn't catch any of that. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which like, I don't know. It's not like I'm not paying attention while we're playing. It, yeah. I just think, and this is like how everyone is different when they play games. My mind goes other places while, um, while I'm playing a game. So like I'm, I could not get over the fact that I was in such a detailed city that actually exists in real life. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was back in the what you said 1100s but like i just could not get over that i was so completely fascinated with that that i i was just looking at everything that was on our screen constantly also i was too afraid to take the controller you were on myself yeah so i played through this whole game by myself obviously kaylee watched right the whole time and he i mean you offered you're like yeah. hey do you want to control and i was like no i can't do like, it i can't do it it's okay um but uh, you know i, I get that there, there's like we we I think we view games differently. I was right. also enamored by just like the beautifulness of the cities mm-hmm. and beautifulness is that a word? Beauty. The beauty. I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> the beauty of like the cities and and that type of thing. Um, but I, like I said, I'll, I'll say it till the day I die. I'm a story guy. I yeah. I, I like the story. I I like being sort of pulled into that world. Yeah. Um, and I'm a very visual person. Yes. I also, what I really like about um, this game series is the fact that, you know, your behavior, people actually pay attention to it. So, you know, it's funny in other games, you can walk up to someone in a city, a very crowded city, and punch them in the face, and no one does anything. No one around you does anything yeah. or acknowledges that anything happened at all. I mean, definitely, like, you know, as thing as games progressed, it got more into yeah, that. Yeah, But like th- when this came out, like 2008 or whatever, mm-hmm. I mean, there weren't like maybe like a, I don't know, I've never really played a Grand Theft Auto game, but like in those games, maybe like someone will run away from you. But yeah, in this game, like you said, like you're like if you just hop on a building and start climbing it, people, people will question literally you. go like, what's, what's wrong with him? What's he doing? That's yeah. so weird. He's gonna hurt himself. And like. Not that there's any real, 
like penalty for doing that. Well, if you act if you act too much a fool, like someone's gonna say uh, something. The guards, the guards will it'll come. S- it'll start a riot. But um. So it was cool to me because my previous job, I, I um, you know, did behavior for a living. I um, provided behavioral therapy for a living, so my whole job was centered around behavior. And the fact that we were playing a game that um, was like that aspect, that social behavior aspect is so heavily incorporated into the game. That was really cool to me um, just to learn that that was even part of it at all. Yeah. And, I and that think it actually has an effect and I on think as this your character. Yeah. And I think as the series goes, it gets more because even in the second game, it's way more, um, you know, evident like the sort of your actions matter and they uh, might have consequences and they might have consequences i think the first game i think is a great proof of concept of this series Mm -hmm. i i loved assassin's creed 2 so much more yeah i don't know that i love the setting as much because i loved the setting of assassin's creed 1 Mm mm-hmm but the loop and like the sort of gameplay where you you go do your investigations and you go to the assassination mission. The assassination missions are like cool. They're really cool. Um, you have different ones. Like there's one. The one that sticks out in my mind is where you go, you sneak into a party, and then then when you're there, you realize that the guy who had like hosted the party poisoned everybody's drinks at the right. party, and they all died. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, you have to like climb this building, like get them or whatever. Um. So, the the way in which um, the gameplay loop plays out, I don't think was my favorite. I think there's not there is story. There's not a ton of story, mm-hmm. um, and so it got pretty repetitive after right. a while. We for for the first while there, we were doing all of the like you know. There's like in each district, there's like um, you know, save a citizen missions or mm-hmm. whatever. So we were doing all the little stuff, and after there's a while, the beggars. Oh, which we got real tired of the oh, beggars. Oh, the beggars real quick. in this game, guys. <laughs> uh. It was hard not to want to beat them up. Yeah, but you couldn't truly. because if oh. you did that, you'd be you get in trouble. Yeah, is what would happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so after a while, it was kind of like, okay, we need to just finish this game because I'm, you know, losing my mind a little yeah. bit. Uh, so we just it started kinda, getting very. Yeah, we power through to the end. I'll say the ending of this game is amazing. Basically, you you discover that um, uh, basically spoilers from this point on for Assassin's Creed One. If you care, <laughs> um, no, I don't know if anyone will. <laughs> uh, you discover uh, that the leader of the Assassins Guild turns out is a bad guy. Oh no! He turned heel. He turned heel on everyone. He helped find this treasure called they call it the Apple of Eden. Um, it's got to do, you know, with Again, another biblical reference. Yeah. Obviously, this is not an actual apple. This is some sort of orb, ancient technological device that is used to uh, do whatever. And so, you, when you're fighting this guy at the end, you know he like clones himself and all these different things. He has all these superpowers or whatever. So it's like this game that starts as like a you're gonna go in the you know in the Middle Ages and you're going to assassinate people with your hidden knife in your shirt. Right. You know, sleeve. Right. And then it turns into, oh, there's like this, you know, guy Desmond who's taken captive by uh, Abstergo, who turns out are the the bad guys in the olden times. It was assassins versus Templars. They're Templars. Abstergo's Templars. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then Al Mualim turns out to be a Templar and he has the Apple of Eden. So you have to fight him for it and all this stuff. Um, In the first game, it, it there's a lot of back and forth between being in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Or in the yeah. cities, being in the what's it called animus? Yeah. And then you you know basically every time you assassinate one of the uh, people, one of the nine people, you're pulled out. You go and do a story thing in present day. So you're in the lab, and there's the doctor. Which yeah, which I guess a lot of people didn't like. Um, we thought I've, it was pretty neat. I've heard a lot of people say that. I I would love, I would love to hear people who are listening. If you've played it, I'd love to hear your opinions. Yeah. Um. About sort of that, how that goes. We've only played the first two, so please, no spoilers for us. If it happens, I, it happens. But you know, we're trying to play it as as purely as possible. But 
I really like the Desmond stuff. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. I love the progression that goes on where you learn that the doctor's assistant turns out to be an assassin herself. Right. And you're a modern day assassin and all this stuff. And the game literally ends with you getting the power of Altair in present day. Mm-hmm. Altair, in, back in the day, he's got this thing called Eagle Vision where he can like see people through walls and stuff. And like Desmond you know, gets eagle vision and sees, like, these crazy writings on the wall in his, like, prison cell, basically. Yeah. Um, Where he... It's basically, like, showing, like, hey, there's so much more. Right. So it kind of sets up the second game. I would say, overall, Assassin's Creed 1 is a fine game. It's a fun game. Yeah. It's important to the story. Yeah. Um, Wasn't my favorite. Right. Now... Do you have anything else to add on Assassin's Creed 1? Um, not that I can before think I go, of. Before I go forward. Please go forward. Okay. Assassin's Creed 2. This is it. I was very excited to play this game. You really, really love this one. This game is my favorite of the series so far. After playing 2, I know <laughs> that's not much to say. I've heard Brotherhood is like one of, Incredible, the, be- one of yeah. the best ones. Re- I have a lot of friends who say Revelations. Oh, you're going to love it. Um... My understanding going into this game, first of all, I assume that you didn't know anything about it. No. Okay. I knew you played a different assassin. I knew it was in a different time period. Ezio. Ezio Adetore. Oh, Ezio Adetore. <laughs> Gosh, guys, my voice is going out. Um, I knew you played a different assassin. I didn't know the story was as connected to the first game as it was. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was sort of like a reboot almost. Of like, you play the first one, forget all that, we're doing this now. Yeah. Because for the next three games, you play Ezio. You seem to go straight into, like, there's not, like, it's five years later. Yeah, yeah. Like It uh, it literally opens with the close of Assassin's Creed 1. Right. So Assassin's Creed 1 closes where you're looking at all this crazy writing on the wall, and you're like, whoa, what is that? That's crazy. And then Assassin's Creed 2 starts, and it's just like, hit go, and it was like, crazy writing right there in front of you, and you're like, oh. Then you leave, and then you're in modern day, and Lucy, the doctor's assistant, is like, we got to go now. Yeah. And so you, like, run out of this. So from the get-go, you're, like, already, like, panic mode. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And you meet this, in present day, you meet this team of, you know, two other people who are helping you uh, go into an animus. And um, you're basically trying to fight against the Templars or Abstergo. Yeah. Um, in, in the animus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they have created in their own little secret base. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the story was going to do that, which was really cool. This game came out a year later. It looks a lot better. We played the remastered version on PS4, mm-hmm. I will say. Um, so that's why another reason why it looks a lot better. looks real good. Um, and it takes place in the 1400s, mm-hmm. playing Ezio, uh, and in, like, Tuscany and Florence. Yeah. Um, at the very end of the game, you go to Rome. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Vatican, to be exact. But, yeah, it's... So, you play... This game has so much more story. Mm-hmm. So, you basically play this guy, Ezio, and you... Um, your dad works with this family in uh, Florence, who... He's a banker, quote-unquote, you know. Um, turns out your dad was an assassin. Right. And then you see your dad and your two brothers get publicly executed. Right. And you don't even know what to do. It was heavy. Super heavy. Um, you don't know what to do, and you're kind of just like, oh my gosh. You're left like, to kind of take care of your mom and... Your mom and your sister. sister. Um, and so, basically, you go and take them to your uncle's house, and you find out that you are from a long line of assassins. Right. So, and our character's an emo little baby about it. Emo little baby, like, <laughs> well, I'm not gonna do this. I'm yeah, I mean, like, he, I understand that his. I mean, you have to understand that his, that his like most of his family just died. Sure. But he was like, I don't want to be an assassin. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do, do it. And then he's like, Fine, I'll do it. And then he does it. And, he's, <laughs> and then uh, and then everyone he's loves like, him. He's right, like the best assassin right. ever. <laughs> so this game added a lot. Um, story-wise, it added a lot. It was really cool. Um, we can kind of get into the end of the game later, but it definitely expanded from, you know, 
you're Desmond and you go back in time and you kill people and that's all you do. To like a full fledged story where most of the game is spent getting revenge on the people who um, attacked and killed your family. Right. But also there's all these other elements. Uh, you meet this guy named Leonardo. Leonardo da Vinci. Ever heard of him? <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, you, you get to fly in his flying machine. You it's really, really neat. This is the game where it finally, I was just taken over with like, I'm going to try this. And I was like, yeah. give me that controller. And I... You were really I had good. so much fun. And like you the were combat. Really good at it. I loved the combat, man. I could counter, I could fight back. I was I really really enjoyed that part of it. Um you know, it still freaks me out that you can jump off of something so high up in the air and just land in a little wagon of hay and be totally fine. Totally. But the first time I tried that on my own, I like my heart skipped a beat. <laughs> um but it's so fun. That game is so fun to control and just walk around um, in Florence and yeah. Venice. And it was really, really neat. And um, what was I going to say? I had something else to say about it. But I can't remember. It might come back to me. Okay, that's fine. Um, y- oh, yeah, you go to Venice. I forgot. You go to Venice. That's like the last big city. And, there's and a it's lot beautiful. It's absolutely. Again, this is they, they really like scanned a lot of the stuff. And that's like real life, so you kind of are actually walking through. There's a part where you go to car where uh, carnival. Happens. Oh yeah! So like everybody's wearing these like you know masks, yeah. and there's like all these like carnival games, and um, you know. Oh, I remembered what I was really gonna cool. say. It's really hilarious to me that like, as Ezio, you can literally climb up how many stories of like this ancient building that you should not be able to climb up. And then you try to like jump off a like a ledge on the sidewalk that's three feet tall, and yeah. you like yeet off into the river, and like yeah. it's just funny that the, like sometimes the controls yeah. just they just get a mind of their own. And you're like, all right, Ezio. Yeah. I've definitely heard it again. That's what I think that gets better as the series progresses. Yeah. Um, but man, this game. Gosh. Anyway, so. Most of it is like playing through the story missions, obviously. There's all of these side things. They introduced uh, treasure chests to hunt down. So you can go to like art merchants. Yeah. And you can buy paintings to, to like upgrade your house, but you can also buy treasure maps and it'll show all of the treasure in this one district. And the codex stuff was really cool. There, yeah. There's so you can get the treasure chests, the, the codex pages. Um, there's 30 codex pages. Now, this is where I was wrong, where I thought this was kind of a reboot because. All these codex pages were literally written by Altair from the first game, mm-hmm. which is so cool. And they all kind of tell a story of what he did and what happened with that Apple of Eden as time went on right. in his life. Also, the puzzles in this game, as you find the, um, what are they called? The the glyphs. Oh, the glyphs, yeah. The, the puzzles start off like it gives you a riddle. So the gli- let, me, let me explain what the glyphs are real quick. They are... Um, you find out you have De- eagle vision. De- from De- Desmond is, in present day, he's what they call Subject 17. So he is the 17th person that Abstergo tried to use mm-hmm. to get information out of the Animus. Um, these glyphs are all put in place by Subject 16, the person who came before Desmond, who like lost his mind. He left little clues about like the true nature of Abstergo and like the true nature of all of these different things. Um, he left them in the Animus to for for whoever to find in the future. Yeah. So you find these little glyphs on these different buildings, and then puzzles pop up. So yeah. as you were saying. Yeah. So like the first couple of puzzles like give you a set of like eight historical paintings, and it gives you this little riddle, and then you you know are led to realize oh find all the paintings that have something red in them or have a sword in them. And then the deeper you get into the game, it's like it's it gets crazy. It gets really hard. We had a, I'm not gonna lie, we had to look. We had to look some up. <laughs> there's one that me, you, and your brother stared at for like. And we were com- we were like conspiracy theorists on those. Oh my gosh, like, it was bad, guys. It was really bad. It was really bad. Um, but that's a really fun element. There's just all of these different things to collect. So you have those. You have the treasure chests. You have the codex pages. 
Um, you have like the feathers. The feathers. There's feathers. Um, Which you don't have to do. You don't have to get. Um, we didn't get all of them. I was gonna 100% this game, and then I just got. I just couldn't. Do and then anymore. we couldn't find one feather, and, and you I decided you didn't want to 100% like, you know it anymore. I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> Kaylee talked me down off the cliff. As <laughs> I, I was pushing the gas, I was like. Well, I guess I just have to search the entirety of this entire map of every city. And no. Kaylee was like, Let's just "Hey, what if on. we just calmed down? Yeah. for a second. <laughs> so. We balance each other out well. We do. We um, do. Hey, we're together for a reason, you know. True. So overall, I've really enjoyed this series so far. I'm really excited to see um, yeah. the, what the next game is like. I can only imagine just seeing how much more developed it got from game one to game two. I yeah. cannot even imagine. So, Brotherhood. Um, we haven't played it yet, obviously. Mm-hmm. We haven't even started it. Um, maybe by the time people are listening to this, we'll have started it. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but we didn't want to burn ourselves out right. on the series because we do love it so much. Um, I will say the end of this game got real crazy. It really did. Um, we bought the we bought the Ezio collection on PS4 on sale digitally, which sort of hurt me inside a little bit because <laughs> you know I like to collect things physically, but it was a really good deal, and it came with all the DLC. And so the way the game was broken down is you play these different sections, basically like one through eleven, and then when it first came out, you would just hop to section fourteen. Um, and then 12 and 13 are the DLC that was released later. So the DLC came out. Wasn't a big fan of the DLC, to be honest. It was. It seemed a little bit like filler, especially because you had to play through the DLC before you get to the end of the game. Yeah. I think if I'd played it when it came out and you beat the game and then you can go back and play it, it gives you a little more incentive to just kind of go back into the world and explore some sure. more. But it was okay. wasn't my favorite, but it was okay. Uh. Oh, oh, I forgot to talk about this. There were, I'm a big fan of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And in that game, there are shrines where you like solve puzzles and stuff. There's almost like that concept in this game. Right. Which is there's these assassin tombs. So these old, older assassins, you, there are six tombs mm-hmm. that you explore and go into. And, um,. There's all of these climbing puzzles <laughs> and different things. The one that I tried it was tested our relationship. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> fine. It was fine. But you, you go through, and then once you collect the seal from all the different tombs of these assassins, you can get Altair's armor. You can actually wear the armor from the first game in as Ezio, which I think is so cool. Yeah. Um, there's also a sequence where you play, you go back in time as... Ezio and you play as Altair. I don't exactly know how it all worked, but you like play as Altair again for like a split second, which was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. I like that. And in the one of the DLCs, there were uh, Templar tombs that we didn't do um, that are just more of those things. Mm-hmm. So part of me kind of wants to go do those, but part of me is we like we could always go back. I mean, we could, yeah, uh, but there weren't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I'm not like hurting that we didn't do it though. Me you either. Know? So I'm. Me should just move on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really cool concept. So the end of the game, you basically find out the mastermind who, um, the mastermind who put together the entire plot to assassinate your, um, family. Yeah. Became the pope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and in his own words, not mine, he didn't do it for any sort of religious, religious reason, reason yeah. or any belief in God. He did it so he could get access to the vault. So the vault is a thing where if you have the scepter, the, the, the Pope staff or whatever, and you combine it with the Apple of Eden, you can open the vault, which has some sort of secret to life and the universe. I don't know. It was a lot. It got real existential. It got real weird. So you... Go to the Vatican. You go to Rome. You go to the Vatican. Jimmy loves history, so he was like freaking out when I, was I got like, to this. this is one. Really cool. Yeah. You go into the Sistine Chapel. Mm-hmm. You can see all the paintings. Beautiful. And you have to fight the Pope. <laughs> now, it was a little weird to fight the Pope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not the kind of person who would normally uh, condone fighting the Pope. Right. Um, in any context. But 
this guy seemed like a bad dude. Yeah, I did not get a good vibe from him. I got bad vibes. I uh, yeah, I got I got. It sounded like it was bad news. Yeah. with this guy. So you find him, and you get to the point where it's like you go into this like little under chamber in the Vatican, the Sistine Chapel, and you find him, and you're in blah blah blah. And Ezio has the choice to kill him, and he doesn't. He just says, "I'm gonna let you live," and like we're finished. You're done. Mm-hmm. Which Honestly, I was like, "All right, Ezio, look at you practicing self-control." Right. You know, like this is the f- like, hey, that's what forgiveness looks like. Yeah, man. Right? I mean, I can't imagine if I saw my family, yeah, get executed. So and I was then like, you're face to face with the mastermind behind it all, and you're just like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, I was like, "Shout out to Ezio for just you know practicing the self-control for like learning from his past." That, hey, revenge sometimes isn't the best way to go about making amends. Right. Um, with yourself or others. Right. Uh, but I'm sure in the next game he's going to kill a lot of people, so that'll be fun. Uh, you go into the vault, and basically you discover that there's this ancient race of creatures who lived on Earth with a lot of technology, and like I think they were like quote-unquote gods or something. I don't know. You know what it reminded me of? What did it remind you of? The Digital Art Museum in Tokyo. Oh my gosh, I totally <laughs> did. It just, I don't know. That's the only thing I was thinking of when we yeah, were in that. Yeah, there was like a bunch of really cool projected, projected, projection mapped things on walls in yeah. this digital art museum. So um, yeah, once again, here's me. You're like full-fledged into the story and I'm like yeah. looking at everything like, that looks like the digital art museum <laughs> and I'm not even paying attention to the story. I, I, thought <laughs> th- I thought the ending was a little odd. I liked the direction it went in, but uh, I don't know. I didn't love it. Right. It was a l- it was a little much for right. me to be completely honest. Yeah. But I do. I it, it you like you know the game ends and you go out of credits and then in modern day brings you back to modern day. You you only came with the animus one time. Right. In this game. That's a big change from which the first. Which is a big change, and so in modern day you are um, Desmond and like the Ipsterdo has found this little warehouse that you're in, so you have to escape. Um, but you have all of the abilities of Ezio as Desmond. So that's cool. I'm interested to see what they do with that. I've heard that it doesn't go super well. I've heard that they kind of, the Desmond whole, the, the whole Desmond thing kind of like almost fizzles out or something like that. I guess like we'll that. see for ourselves. We will see. I'm excited. I think it's cool. So, yeah, that's Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. you have anything else to add about Assassin's Creed 2? No. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah, I'm just excited to Good talk content. about the fact that I started the Lost video game. I think we should save that for next episode. <gasps> We're getting close to an hour over here. All right, and I think that's gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot that goes into that. Well, let me just say that I started that Lost video game, and that Lost is literally my favorite TV show of all time, and I even have the Lost numbers tattooed on my arm. So I am going to have a lot to say about. Exactly. I don't want to get into a big thing, but I do have two things I want to talk about. Two more things. Okay. One is Overcooked 2. Oh, no. We can briefly talk about it. Guys, we can't play games like this. Well, not while we're in quarantine, at least. Because we about killed each other. Yeah, it got... um, It got heated. Yeah. (laughs) Overcooked is basically a series where you... It's like a... It's almost like a puzzle party. It's kawaii. Party game <laughs> where you have to, you know. Did you ever play Diner Dash? No, but I, I am familiar with what it is. It's, and this is definitely a game where like you can't just go into this being like, I feel like I want to play a video game right now. You're like, if you go into playing Overcooked Two, you're like, going. You're like you're going to battle. You're like I feel like I need to solve puzzles and <laughs> uh, and have a lot of intense pressure and stress added to my life. Right. That's what you need to go into this. So day twelve as. of quarantine together, probably not the best time to decide to play Overcooked two. No, you bought this game. For you long live and you learn. Y- you do. Amen. You bought this game a long time ago on Switch. Um, after we played the first one a little bit at our friend's house, we went over to their house and they had been playing the first one. And you were like, hey, this is on sale. I'll buy it. And I was like, cool. And you bought it. And we never played it. Until? Until day 12 of quarantine, which was a mistake. <laughs> it's a fine game. It's not my favorite type of game. Um, but it's fun. I know you kind of like you like that type of game a little bit more. Um, if I'm in the mood for it. If you're in the mood. And, yeah, I think 
I think it's fine. Basically, what you do is you, it's like, hey, you have, you have to serve. You're in charge of a kitchen. You're in charge of a kitchen. You have to serve these orders, and you gotta go. Oh, you have to prep them. You gotta do food prep, and then you gotta do this, and then you gotta cook the stuff. Then you you're gotta on plate a timer. It, and then you gotta put the plate on the conveyor belt, and then you have to. Oh, we're out of plates. You gotta get the dirty dishes. You gotta go wash them. So with two people, it's like, okay, we gotta do that. Okay, you go do this. You go do that. And then the thing that they don't make <laughs> easy is there's some. All of a sudden, you're on a level where you're in a you're in a hot air balloon that's flying through the sky that moves. The floor yeah. moves. Yeah. So like, you know, just like a casual place to be eating. Ca- to be cooking. It's <laughs> like, I'm just going to put all this stuff in this hot air balloon. And then you're like, hey, I need, you know, oh, I need a piece of meat to cook in the frying pan. You have to like throw oh, it. I can't get over there because it's on a hot air balloon across the sky. So you just got to like eat it over. You have to throw it over or whatever. I don't know. It's ridiculous. And then, yeah. It's the type of game that's frustrating because I like making progress in games. And I feel like I can't make progress in that game. Right. Especially because we were trying to get three stars on every level, which was a mistake. That was a mistake. So maybe we'll play more Overcooked too. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about. This quarantine. I think a lot of people are um, learning new skills. I think a lot of people are trying new things. One of the things me and you have been doing that we've never done together before is focusing a little bit more on our physical health. That's honestly quite sad to admit since we did let our audience know that we've known each other for five years. So yes, you heard that right. We've known each other for five years, and this is the first time we've ever dove into working out together. Listen, we've tried it before. I We were broken people who came together. <laughs> we were broken people. Amen. I, um, I think that... You like working out more than I do, mm-hmm. and I hate it mm-hmm. so much. Every fiber of my being hates it. Right. You love doing body weight workouts, doing weights. Um, yoga. Doing yoga, which mm-hmm. I like. We do some DDP yoga. Shout out to my boy DDP. Um, but sometimes it's just too much for me. And by sometimes I mean most of the time. It's just a little too much. It's just a little too much commitment to me for me. Um, I don't know why that is. It's definitely a flaw well, in me. But working out is—it's not easy. I don't think it's necessarily an enjoyable thing oh, to do gosh, to put no, your it's so body hard. under that much physical it makes stress and strain. But I will say, um, you know, we're kind of getting serious here for a sec. This is crazy. Uh, you know, I get, I've gained weight and whatever. Um, but what better way? Let me hold. On, I'm getting excited. Hold on. I I do enjoy running. You're a good runner. We found out. I'm a decent runner. So what better way to motivate me <laughs> to run than make it a video game? Which is exactly what you came across. I came across a thing. Let me get the exact name of it. Guys, this is life-changing. I'm not going to lie. It's called Zombies Run. Like, zombies, comma, run. Like, I see zombies, we need to run. <laughs> right? And what this is, it is a an app that play it plays you a story as you run. So, um, I've only done it today. But I'm already excited to go on a run tomorrow, which I've never said in my entire life. This today, today was the first day in knowing you that you have ever, um, on your own, walked up to me and said, I'm going to go run. And not just run, but any type of physical activity. Yeah. First time. And you loved it. I'm. I actually really enjoyed it. And I did more than I thought I would. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. So... Basically, you play as a character, a runner, who um, is part of this civilization, civilization, part of this outpost or whatever, and you're one of the runners, so your whole job is to run out of the outpost into the zombie-infested lands and, like, gather supplies and bring it back to base. So there's actually a lot that goes into this. Um, I haven't done it, like I said, today's my first day, I'm still learning about it, 
There's like eight seasons of missions. There's like side quests. There's like side missions. There's like these township races. Um, and as you run, you like have your music playing through like Spotify or whatever. And every once in a while, someone will come in in one of your ears, like a ra- like you have a radio headset on, and tell you the next part of the story. Um, so there's all these different missions you do, and as you run, you also it'll be like you collected a bottle of water or whatever. And those things um, are then able to be used in the base building aspect of the game. So there's a whole tab where it's almost like a Clash of Clans type of thing. I don't know if you ever played Clash of Clans. Mm-mm. But um, you gather resources by running, doing different missions, and then you upgrade your base and build it and build defenses against zombies and all this stuff. And there's like a whole bunch of stories. Um, there's also these... Uh, oh, gosh. There's also these other things like you can. So there's story missions. There's like at home workouts. So like body weight workouts that are like, oh, you're in the base and it'll give you a story. There's um, different there's different things in here. I haven't even gotten into all of it, but there's different like missions to play through. Then there's what they call new adventures. So it's like other things where it's like okay you're, this is a 10k run right 10 kilometers and the entire story is narrated to you as you run and it's you going into the depths of the ocean to see sea creatures stuff like that yuck whatever sea creatures are cool <laughs> um and then they also do a thing where they do like virtual races so like you have um one week to complete a race that everyone who signs up for is going to do so like this next one coming up is like a murder mystery race Mm -hmm. um at the end of march and you have one week to run like five or ten k so like even if you split it up over like once a day you know it's not you can walk it you can it's not essential that you run this thing but it tells you a story and they'll mail you like a little booklet that will give you clues to the mystery of why these murders are it seems so cool I signed up for like a year subscription for it. It was thirty five bucks. Mm-hmm. It's not that expensive, um, and it seems like it's really going to motivate me to stay f- like active and like get in better physical f- fit shape. Yeah. So I would say if anyone out there likes to run and enjoys, um, you know, being outside, walking, running playing video games this is the perfect combination of those two things there's also a with the thing with the subscription you you get there's two other apps called uh zombie run 5k so it's like couch to 5k thing and then there's another one called the walk which is like 51 episodes and like you walk like like around so this is perfect when we take benny on a walk because we can play video game while we take video on a walk. Exactly. I just think it's really cool. I just wanted to sh- like give that a shout out and say like if anyone is interested in that um, and looking for a way to stay motivated to be physically more physically active get a little bit healthier in this time when we can't really go do anything other than stay inside and then go uh, you know outside into nature or whatever um, nature. you might look into Zombies Run it's it, I I seem to really like it so far. Um, you can there's like free you can do it for free. It's you don't have to pay. Uh, but some of the story missions, you you get like one unlock a week is what it looks like. So you can play like the first three missions and then you have to like use your weekly unlock to unlock mission four, and then you have to wait a week to unlock mission five. So you could do it for free. You don't have to pay. But I just went ahead and paid because I was like I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this thing right. Um, because I think I'm gonna use it a lot. So. Very cool. Yeah. Um. Well, that's we're we're getting to time here um do you have anything else you want to add i don't think so um like we talked about at the beginning i'm ready to get done with this dlc we're on in borderlands and i'm excited to talk about the next one but even more than that i'm excited to talk about borderlands 2 when we finally get there yeah that'll be fun um we'll just have to see sort of where that takes us yeah um but yeah well we would love to hear from anyone who's listening. We have an Instagram at DateBitPodcast, D, the number 8-bit podcast. Um, so we post on there. Uh, p- 
pretty regularly on the story, and then you know, um, you know how Instagram. <laughs> I don't have to explain updates. how Instagram works. Yeah, give some updates on what we're playing, uh, sort of our lives, um, and then we also have an email. We would love to hear from you. I want to hear people's opinions on Assassin's Creed. I want to hear people's opinions on Borderlands. I want to see if anyone wants to try the zombies run thing with me. Yeah, I would love. I would love that. Uh, yeah, and I also just want to if you guys have any questions for us, we're super. Also, if y'all have any dogs, please send us pictures of your dogs via email. That would be nice. Or on Instagram. Or on Instagram. One of the two. I want to see your dogs. Um, I would love to answer some questions if anyone listening wants to ask us questions about video games or life or sort of anything, anything to help pass the time during this quarantine. Yeah. Um, but that email is datebitpodcast at gmail.com. D, the number eight, bitpodcast at gmail.com. Um, shoot us an email. And yeah, well, until next time, this has been David Podcast, and thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.